Hello, and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley, and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real-life challenges, the real-life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013, where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space, and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. My name is Ro and I'm the host of the Women in Strength podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Now today's one, it's all for the new coaches that might be listening. So I'm talking to the coaches that are a year in their first year, even kind of your first year and a half. We're still really fresh to the game and this episode is for you. So I know that, you know, when you first get into the industry, you don't have to have me tell you how how overwhelming sometimes it can be, how many things there are to do, and it can just feel like, oh my gosh, I've got so many hats to to put on and off as a business owner. So I really want to make sure that with this episode, I just give you some really clear tangibles of what you should be focusing on as a business owner in that first year, um, because it can be easy to jump down a rabbit hole of, should I be doing this? Oh my gosh, I have to do this. And sometimes like the stuff that you see from other coaches and other businesses that might inspire you and you want to aspire to have inclusions like them, it can make, it can influence you sometimes to think you have to do it. And it's not, it's not appropriate for you in that first year, year and a half. So that's what I want to get out in this episode is really show you that this is, this is the stuff. Stay really focusing on the shit. And then all the other stuff that you might see that you need to focus on, it might just not be appropriate for the first year and a half. Okay. So first one, first point is your service level, your abilities as a coach and the results that you get. The first focus point is to have a good quality fucking service that gets your clients results. Okay. And this might seem like a no brainer, but quite frankly, the amount of people and coaches that I see in the industry that do not fucking focus on good quality coaching and go straight to business coaching it's high. I get a lot of people actually consult, wanting to consult with me and send me DMs around, hey, I want to have a look at your programs. And although that's good and well for me, like there's a point in time where I'm like, hey, you need to focus on just getting some good coaching stuff actually out first. We need to really focus on getting a good service level. And I think that you need to do this program first or this course first before you come and speak to me. Now, obviously being a good quality coach and getting good results for your clients is not always going to be the thing that's going to get you fully booked. It's sad that it's fucking not, but this is the fitness industry. Like when I first got into the industry in in 2013, yeah, 2013, 
um, you know, it seemed like it was more driven by results back then. And what I mean by that, a result is going to be specific to your clients. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the result has to be like a body composition goal or a strength goal, right? You might have clients that their goals that they're trying to achieve is lifestyle changes, consistent training routine, all of that kind of stuff. And if you achieve those results with your clients, so whether it's consistently training, whether it's making it a lifestyle change, whether it's losing 10 kilos, whether it's squatting 100 kilos, whatever, like I definitely think that people were, would purchase personal training and, and moving with coaches based on a lot more on results that were there. Whereas now I definitely think that you can be a shit fucking coach and people will, you know, people will pay you money. Um, the fitness industry now is, it's so visual, you know, we know that um, a lot of people build their businesses on social media, which is 100%, you know, something that needs to be done if you're in the fitness industry because it's such a big platform. Um, but you can actually sell a shit service in the fitness industry now. And that's a shame, but it is the way it, that it is. But for me, with the coaches that I work with and the quality of coaches that I want to work with, point one, like of what you should be focusing on when you're a new coach the first year, year and a half is delivering a good fucking quality service and all of that and all what that involves. So programming, like re really refining your programming skills, understanding how to really read your clients to give them appropriate like cueing, right? Um, really focusing on that hard, those hard coaching skills like coaching, like cueing, like technical changes, like teaching someone movement patterns, you know, and, 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 and at, um, base level anatomy, looking at all of that kind of stuff. And then you've got your soft coaching skills, like how you talk to someone, how you make someone feel comfortable, how you present ideas to them, how you challenge them, how you support them. Like point number one, if you're a new coach, is you just – Focus on good quality service over and over again so that your clients get results and so that they want to come back and they want to stay in your business and then they want to refer other people to your business. I can't stress this fucking enough. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't necessarily be focusing on other stuff to build your business like, you know, social presence, um, and system generation, all this kind of stuff. Like it's important to do those things, but you always, always, and whether it's the first year and a half, like we've got coaches, you know, that are years and years that are still doing courses. And I think that you need to be just focusing and dropping your ego and go, you know what? Like I need to have a good quality service. So that is point number one. And I would encourage you to immerse yourself in courses, but not just like paid courses, but go and ask other coaches that you know, ask to shadow um, you know, yeah, like, fuck, that used to be such a common thing when I first got into the industry is shadowing. Um, you know, go and ask coaches that you aspire to be or want to be involved, involved around, go and ask them, Hey, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Do you mind if I do some shadowing sessions with you? And that doesn't mean that they're in, they have to say yes to do to you, but you don't know if they're going to say yes or no. And I think there's definitely coaches in this industry that want to help other coaches grow. Like I know that when I first got into the industry, like people allowed me to shadow, they allowed me to ask questions and all this kind of stuff. So it's definitely a pay it forward kind of mentality. Um, and if I've got someone that is wanting to shadow, I'll have a look and see if it's appropriate at that point in time. It might not be appropriate in my business because I, have, I might have new staff or I might have a lot of new clients or, you know, whatever might be going on. But that doesn't mean that I can't in the future with them. So spend some time learning, learning different training modalities, doing courses that are not just 
powerlifting courses because you're a powerlifter. Put yourself out of like, learn outside the box. I think it's really easy to just do the things that you like, but you will learn, uh, you know, learn so much from other training modalities, other coaches that do something different to you, other, you know, expertise. So get good with learning and get a good quality service out there. Really focus on the systems that you have in place for your actual client care. So things like your onboarding, things like your check-ins, things like measurements or skills testing or whatever might be appropriate, like really systemize that stuff so that it's just like this happens at this point in time and do it over and over again and then see what results come. And when the results might not be getting what your clients want or you can see that it's not hitting where you want it to hit, then look at it again and go, what's working? What's not working? What can I do better? What do I need to learn? And then keep building. Okay, so that's point number one. Point number two, if you're a coach in the first year to year and a half, we're wanting to get fully booked, guys. Okay, we are wanting to have a business that has us at a capacity where we deem ourselves fully booked. And if you're not fully booked in that first year, year and a half, and you're still struggling for clients, then we need to be looking at why the fuck that is happening. So when we're looking about being fully booked, obviously, as I've noted in point one, looking at the actual services that you have and the actual like you know, your actual expertise as a coach is really, really important. So that's number one is still continue to look there. But we should be looking at lead generation strategies and lead generation like actions to continue to attract people into your business. So if you are not fully booked, you should be getting out there, getting on the floor, shadowing sessions, putting your hand up to run things at your gym, you know, putting consistent, good quality content on social media, networking, going and speaking with local cafes, offering some programs or, you know, certain discounts or certain offers if that's appropriate, like looking at all of your lead generation strategies and being consistent as fuck with it, looking and asking your current clients if they've got anyone that wants to train. Like the point here on number two is lead generation and getting yourself fully booked is something that you should be looking at and focusing on as a coach in the first year and year to year and a half. Okay. And the reason I wanted to put that one is because I think well, obviously it makes sense. You're running a fucking business. And if you're not, you know, you're not booking your business out, then you're not earning revenue and you're not going to remain in the fucking industry. But I wanted to just put a side note here is that so many people do not focus on lead generation and go, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, okay. Let me give you lead generation strategies right fucking now. Okay. So let me spew off. We've got what lead generation strategies can we do? One, referrals, ask your current clients. Two, free consults, free movement analysis. Three, bring a buddy. Four, low barrier offer to, you know, start someone, a four week kind of reduced rate program. Five, um, a flyer that you put out to local cafes, local sporting groups, local whatever. Six, um, calling out particular clients if they've got, um, they've made inquiries to you and they haven't picked up the first time. So calling them again. Seven, um, social media, like offering consistent and fucking good quality content. Um, number eight, newsletters, blogs. Well, no, actually newsletter first. You don't have to have a website. So a newsletter, sending out consistent stuff through a mailing list to your current audience and then building from there. Um, nine, having free resources on your link tree in your Instagram page. Ten, if you've got a website, putting regular blogs out. Um, 11, having workshops. If you're in a particular gym, offering them for free, 12, walking the floor. Like there's just so many fucking things that you can be doing. 
And if you're not doing at least, you know, a few lead generation strategies consistently, you're like, oh, I'm not fully booked, but I don't know what to do. Stop, rewind that part of the podcast, write those 12 fucking things down and get your ass moving into it. Now, on a side note, lead generation, I think sometimes coaches will think that they'll do these lead generation strategies and that they're miraculously going to get DMs all the time or their books are going to get fooled immediately. No, it's a fucking slog sometimes and you have to consistently do it, but that doesn't mean that you don't do it. Okay, so this is point number two is you should always be doing lead generation in the first year to year and a half. And then when you are fully booked, whenever that happens, it's about nurturing and really making sure that you're continuing to give a good quality service and continue to nurture your clients, even when they're getting good, good like results, right? Continuing to challenge them, continuing to, you know, whatever is important to them with their goals is really pushing them down that track. So that is point number two. And if you are not fully booked and you are not doing any of those strategies that I've said, don't fucking come at me and don't say you don't know what to do because I've given you a big long list. Okay. Um, Point number three, if you're a new coach, um, you really should be focusing on base level systems. Now, when I think about systems, I think that when you're a new coach, you think that you have to have it all sorted. Or even if you're not a coach, you need you think you need to have it all sorted. But there's a core, there can be just some core few things with systems that you need to have set up and run them. Like the whole point of systems is not to make your life harder. The point of systems is to be as simple as, as possibly can so that you actually do them and you consistently run them week to week to month to month, okay? So your base level system should be things, expenses, okay? So your finances, should you should have something around finances for a system, checking our money coming in and our money coming out and then hitting that consistently, okay? And finances, it can also be looking at reconciliations with direct debits, reconciliations in zero, checking failed payments in easy debit or whatever direct debit system you have. Like I'm not even shitting you, but I've known coaches, multiple coaches before that don't fucking check their direct debits. And then they've got a client that hasn't been paying shit for 12 weeks, but they haven't checked because they haven't looked at failed payments. And then they feel too fucking bad to be like, hey, dude, you need to pay me 12 weeks and they've lost thousands of dollars. So that's on you. That's not on the client. Okay. So some sort of system around finances. Next one. Some sort of systems around tracking metrics for things like attendance, cancellations, makeup sessions, and yeah, like those three major things. Okay, so we want to know the people that are actually in your business and paying for your service. Are they actually engaging in your service consistently? And we want to see those things. We also want to see things like resign rates, conversion rates from sales, Um, And again, consistently tracking those. So if you're doing like 12 week training programs, we want to see what's their re-sign rate, how many, you know, what's the percentage of people that still stay on. We also want to see conversion rate. So how many people do you actually sell your program to and how many people convert over? So having those base level metrics tracked in your metrics for your systems and point number two there is so important because it can give you so much data of what you can do. From attendance and cancellations, you can go, okay, well, if my attendance is low and my cancellation is high, why the fuck do people not want to come for 
into my business and come to the sessions that they're paying for? Are my sessions shit? <laughs> do I need to get better? Um, is it something to do with seasonal changes? Are they not motivated right now? What other resources can I plug in so that they actually come to their session? So that's what that extrapolation of that data can tell you. Then you've got stuff like resigns and, you know, um, conversion. If you've got something like conversion, your conversion rate is like 50% or less. It might be like, man, I need to fucking scrub up on my sales, right? I need to do some work there. If you resign, you notice that everyone starts to drop off at like six months, then that's a red flag that you can extrapolate that data and go, well, why the hell are people dropping off at six months? Okay, that might be naturally when clients are not as motivated anymore. That initial spark of motivation has dropped. So what do I need to do to re-engage them? Do I need to have something to test them, to challenge them, to you know really help them to push forward with that n- natural kind of slump that can happen with clients. So that's the point of having these metrics, these base level metrics is cancellations, um, attendance, re-sign rates, conversion rates. It's having these base level systems. And another base level system to have is like onboarding. Onboarding, you know, from when they come to be a paying client to what that first month of training look like looks like. I think it's important to have something like that because, you know, first impressions fucking matter. And there's so many options for clients right now so that if you're going to give them a shit service early on, it's easy for them to just go and, you know, go and see someone else. So you need to have some sort of system around that. Now, some of the more Um, not like detailed systems. It's just that some people, like when they're new coaches in the first year, year and a half, they'll go, oh my God, I need to have like systems in place for social media or like tracking my engagement rate or, you know, like going down automations with like email funnels and stuff like that. Although that can be really important, it's not fucking that important in your first year to year and a half. So when you're looking at your base level systems, Just set up the base level ones to keep your life simple and easy, but stay on your track and don't get fucking swept away with all of this other stuff that can be done because it's not what you need in the first year to year and a half. It's you, a sole trader, a business owner, getting yourself fully booked, getting good results for your clients and consistently repeating it, building yourself so you've got clients there, so you're at capacity. If clients go, you've got lead generation strategies that are consistently happening so you can fill your books again. Having a good business, running it for multiple quarters, you know, getting some data on what's working well, what's not working well, and then you can start to move on from there. So I hope that's given you some really like takeaways, some real easy tangibles to focus on as a business owner. And just the last point I just want to leave you with here is that like that's, that's it. Like focus on those things. That's a good chunk of work to be focusing on the first year and just be mindful not to get swept up into comparison and then like skew your expectations based on what other people are doing, because then that can make you stressed and overwhelmed. And then you're not going to get the targets of getting fully booked anyway. So stay in the lane of the first year to year and a half of what you need to be focusing on and then just build from there. Okay. If you have any questions about any of those things, please reach out. Um, but I hope it was super helpful for you new coaches. All right, team, talk to you later. Bye.